Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hmm. I wonder who will hit the jackpot this week. How about that blonde Joseph? Nah, he's too slow. Or there's Arthur. The last time that weakling even struggled to carry my tray of food. Seeing as there's a science test this week, I suppose I better pick someone smart. That's when I spotted Jace. His dad's my family's driver. Yeah, that nerd definitely won't let me down. So I'm Victor. I'm 17 years old and I'm rich. My father's contributed so much money to this school that he has more power than the principal. So no matter what mischief I cause, the teachers know it's in their best interest to turn a blind eye. And look, I'm not only rich, but also handsome. Everyone wants to be my friend. Everyday girls chase after me, but tough luck for them. I'm already dating the hottest girl in school, Jessica. As for the boys, it's only fair they get to spend time with me. So each week I choose one of them to hang around with me and do my errands. Hey, Jace, congrats, dude. It's your lucky week. Sorry, could you choose someone else? Jace said timidly, then walked away. What? No one ever dared refuse me. I pulled his hand back, but ah, he even spilled my juice box. That's it, nerd. You are so dead. The next day, I was standing by my locker instructing Arthur to sort out my books when I overheard Jace talking to his friend about the science essay. Ugh. I totally forgot that we had to submit it online by midnight instead of in class. Hmm, I know. I'll make Jace's assignment mine. (laughs) Oh, genius. That afternoon, I told my PE teacher that Jace was on duty. So she made him go tidy up the gym after class. Meanwhile, I went to his laptop and copied his work. Well, essay, done. Easy peasy. A few days later, the science teacher called the two of us to the office and asked why our assignments were identical. But hey, not only had I submitted it first, but I also had my foot on his neck. So of course I got to keep my A and Jace got an F. Ha! After school, Jace followed me to the car. Then when I was about to get in, he leaped in front of me and slammed the door shut. You're a cheater. You stole my assignment. Nah, I'm the one who has to say that. I submitted it first. Hearing us arguing, Jace's father stepped out of the car and frantically apologized to me for what his son did. You should know who you are. Your dad's just a servant, which makes you nothing. I smirked. Then I snatched the key from his dad's hand and jumped in the car. I'll get home by myself today. 
Bye, losers. That nerd had ruined my mood, and now I needed to cheer myself up with some fun. Oh boy, that party was awesome. As I passed through a tunnel, I turned the music volume up to max and swayed along. Suddenly, I looked up to see a truck whizzing towards me, so I swerved just in time and crashed into the road railing. Jeez, what the... I mumbled, then got out of the car. Anyway, I left my car there and got an Uber home. But hang on. Why was everyone driving on the left side of the road today instead of the right? Maybe the combination of alcohol and dizziness was making me imagine stuff. I opened my eyes and stretched out my arms. Ouch! Um, this wasn't my room. In my drunken haze, I must have wandered into someone's shabby home. I rushed out of there and ran downstairs to find my mom and dad in the kitchen having breakfast. Victor, hurry up, else you'll be late. Oh, uh, don't forget you're helping your mom out in the grocery store after school. What's with all this role-playing? Where am I? Terrified, I ran outside to check. What? The address is correct. 138 Riverside. But my house was a magnificent mansion. What's this hovel? Surely this is just some dream, right? I rushed back into the house and shouted, Mom, Dad, what's happened to our mansion? Son, are you dreaming? Ha <laughs> us rich enough to have a mansion. Now that's an unlikely thought. Now go change your clothes and I'll take you to school. No way. This was just a bad dream. Which often ends when we reach another location, right? Maybe when I get to school, everything will return to normal. Oh, school looks exactly the same. I was so relieved. I walked along the corridor and greeted people. Huh? Why were they blanking me? Ugh, have they forgotten who's the boss around here? But never mind, there's my honey bunch, Jessica. I ran over to her and kissed her cheek. But I hugged my cheek in shock. My head was spinning, then suddenly someone nudged me from behind. It was Jace? I grabbed his collar. How dare he mess with me right in front of Jessica. Get your hands off my boyfriend. You're Jace's choice this week, so mind your attitude. Jace chose me? <laughs> Who do you think you are? A dog-poor dude like you wouldn't be able to have a proper life and to attend this school without my family. Take a look at yourself. Honey, ignore him. Let's go. Jessica rubbed his arm and then they both left. I stood there dumbfounded. What on earth was going on? I felt like I tumbled into an alternate universe. I slapped myself in the face to snap out of it. Ouch! Why wasn't I waking up from this nightmare? This all started with that tunnel, right? If that was the door into this world, then it would also be the door out of this insanity. So I got in a cab to go back there. But wait, where was the tunnel? I made the driver go back and forth a few times, but it wasn't there. Then I ran out of money for the ride back, so the driver just left me there. Bewildered, I wandered around aimlessly till I reached a grocery store, where I spotted my mom working. Gosh, my mom, who always had servants around, now had to work her butt off? I couldn't bear seeing her like this and rushed over to help her. The next day I woke up early and thought that I'd choose a decent outfit to go to school. Well, life has to go on, so while I'm still stuck here, I should at least play my part. But, ugh, this version of me has terrible fashion taste. And look, now I've turned into a real nerd. I need to change it up a bit. When I arrived at school and opened my locker, there was a list of orders from Jace. What? Clean all of the dirt off his sneakers? This was nonsense. So I threw the piece of paper into the trash. Then out of nowhere, Arthur quickly picked it up and whispered into my ear. Dude, I suggest you do as Jace says. Why? He's ridiculous. To keep the peace. No one actually likes him. We're only nice to him because we don't want any trouble. And seeing Jace approaching, Arthur hurried away. Over the next few days, I saw it firsthand. 
People sucked up to Jace, but then behind his back, they were mean about him. He walked around like he ruled the school. He even got one kid expelled just because they reported him when he cheated on an exam. Such a spoiled brat. Also, Jessica was such a gold digger. One time I caught her flirting with one of those basketball guys. I even overheard her say, If Jace wasn't a rich kid, I wouldn't look at him twice. He's just an ATM to me. Hang on, if Jess thought that about Jace, then did she think the same way about me when we were dating? So all this time, Jace never had a real friend, just like me before. Honestly, he was detestable, but pitiable at the same time. After that, I noticed that Jess kept on giving me these flirty looks. I didn't want any trouble, so I ignored her. Then one time when I was in the hallway, she stormed over to me and yelled, Why are you avoiding me? No one ever rejects me. I was trying to stay away from her. Then, from nowhere, Jace appeared throwing a tantrum. What's this about? I didn't have a chance to explain as Jess immediately rushed over to Jace. Honey, he keeps approaching me. He won't leave me alone. It's not like that. She's using you. I looked at him in panic. Parking lot, 3.30 p.m. You'll pay for messing with my girlfriend. Then the two walked away, hands in hands. So, after school, I nervously went to the parking lot. He threw the car key at me and sneered. Drive. You better do as I say or else I'll make sure you're expelled. It didn't look like I had much of a choice. So I decided to go with him to find out what that maggot would do. He made me drive him home. (laughs) Simple enough. But then as soon as I opened the door, my dad appeared. And in a pleading voice said to Jace, Please, sir, don't have my son expelled. Dad, what are you doing? Apologize to him at once, no matter what the reason is. Dad looked at me with steady eyes. Jace sneered at my dad and said, How about you take the blame so we won't get expelled? Then he threw a bunch of money at my dad's face. You're fired. I shouted at him. You can't treat people awfully just because you have money. Victor, stop. You're wrong. Please, I saved you from the accident, so please forgive my son. Then dad pulled one trouser leg to reveal his artificial leg. That was the first time I saw my dad cry. Wait, this reminded me of what happened last year. I was being such a jerk to this guy that he purposefully drove towards me for vengeance. But Jace's dad darted forward and pushed me out of the way. I know he was badly injured, but as an insouciant boy, I didn't think it was a big deal. Whoa, I really was so arrogant. I expected everyone to bow down to me, and I actually thought everyone wanted to be my friend, when in actual fact, I had no true friends at all. My head felt like it was going to explode. I wanted to run away, so I jumped into the car and drove away without thinking. I stopped the car when I saw it, the tunnel that had changed my life. Suddenly, this blinding light shone straight into my eyes. The next thing I knew, both me and the car were gravitating towards the light. Huh? Where am I? It looks like a hospital. Then I heard a yelp of delight and someone held my hand tightly. Oh, it was my mom. Thank goodness you're awake, she said, as tears streamed down her cheeks. Mom, Dad, why am I here? What day is it today? Son, it's May 22nd. You've been in a coma for the past three months. We weren't even sure if you were going to make it. It turns out that day, on the way home from the party, in the tunnel, I had a terrible car crash and ended up in a coma. So what I'd been through was just a dream, right? But the odd thing was that the time I'd lived in that mysterious world completely coincided with the time when I was in the coma. Could parallel universes be physically real? Whatever that strange universe was about, one thing was for sure. I'd learned my lesson. After being discharged from the hospital, I went back to being Victor, Jack a dandy. But don't get me wrong, I was not the extravagant me of the past. No, I'm a changed guy. 
The first thing I did when I returned to my normal life was to break up with that gold digger, Jessica. But the hungry leech kept begging me to get back together. How shameless. Next, I for sure have to stop making other kids do my errands and started to have small talk with them instead of giving orders. Now there was only one thing left to do. I needed to make amends with Jace. I asked my parents to give his dad a raise and also throw a little dinner party this weekend to invite his family around. As I felt bad that I haven't had a chance to thank Jace's dad properly for what he did for me last year. Of course, my parents gladly agreed and said that they're proud of me for being so thoughtful. So I'm preparing a little peacemaker gift for Jace too. I bet this is going to make him geek out all the way. <laughs> I remember five years ago, if you would have asked me if I could imagine myself living a life like this, I would have answered no. Back then, I was just Dalton, a simple guy who lived a simple life, working 9 to 5 as a car wash attendant. I had a girlfriend then. Her name was Whitney. We were happy for a time, until she got hooked on reality shows. From that moment on, all she wanted was to be one of those girls, spending money and owning stuff she didn't need. She didn't work. Not that she couldn't find a job, just that she didn't feel like it was befitting of her. I started working while going to high school. I didn't have the luxury of the pride that Whitney had. We were poor, and I needed the money to help my grandma. But with a girl like Whitney as my girlfriend, I only got to keep half my pay. Sometimes, I would even be flat out broke because of her. Whitney loved her shiny things, and she made it my duty to give them to her. If you're not buying me gifts, are you even my boyfriend? She would always say she'd leave me if I didn't give in to what she wanted, and I was afraid of losing her. I always thought she was special, and she had a beautiful voice. I started writing songs because of her, and whenever she'd sing my songs, I'd feel like the luckiest guy in the world. When she sang those songs, everyone's eyes and ears would be on her, and she loved the attention. Even when she would claim the songs were hers, I didn't mind. I knew she wanted to be famous, and if my songs were the way she could get her dreams, I would happily stay in the shadows and support her with all my heart. But everything changed when she finally got what she wanted. One day while performing at a school event, an agent came up to her and gave her his card. Two weeks later, a recording label signed her. I took her to prom, but the romantic night I had been dreaming of for years suddenly crumbled in front of me when I asked her to dance and she swatted my hand away. I can't be seen with you anymore. What? Why? I'm gonna be famous now. What will people say if they knew I was dating a car wash boy? Huh? What will my fans say? I... But I love you. That's not enough. I won't have you ruin my dream. You're a nobody, and that will never be worthy of me. Now, get lost. Everyone saw, and everyone heard her break up with me at prom. I cried. It broke my heart. Every day, that moment was all I could think of. I was always so distracted that I got fired from my only job, and my old boss didn't give me a good reference, so I found it hard to get another job. The only person who was kind enough to hire me was some guy who lived in a mansion who took me in as a pool boy. He was barely there, which was great. I basically got paid to hang out in an expensive house. In just a year, Whitney's career skyrocketed. She went to award shows, sang on TV, one of her songs even got used in a movie. I knew then I could never reach her. Until one day, she came into my life again. 
My producer boss told me he had a very important artist coming over and to make the pool area and the garden presentable. He had me put up streamers and dress up nice. There was going to be a party that day, and the guest of honor was Whitney. I almost fell over when I saw her come in. She looked nothing like she used to, and I felt a twinge in my heart. She barely noticed me. I doubt she even recognized me. They were celebrating her debut album's success. All of the songs in it were songs that I wrote for her. My name was never even mentioned in the credits. I overheard her and the producer talk about something, and it sounded like an argument. It's in your contract, Whitney. I know, I know, but I'm an artist. Art can't be rushed. All the label is asking for is one song, one snippet of a song. If you want to capitalize on your fame, you have to record your next album right now, or you'll just end up being a one-hit wonder. Whitney was struggling to write her next album. It wasn't a surprise since she didn't write the first one. Then I saw them kiss. I guess that was how Whitney convinced the producer to have more patience. When Whitney finally saw me and recognized me, she cornered me. You, you have to keep this a secret, you hear? And you have to write me new songs. I... I'll pay you. But I couldn't simply do it anymore. She tore my heart in two. And now she wanted me to save her fake career? When I refused her, she had me fired. I guess if you're someone with a secret, you wouldn't want your secret keeper to be so close to the people who can end your career. For me, it was a record low. Did pool boys even get fired? How bad do you have to be as a pool boy to get fired? I was on my way to move back in with my parents when a limo stopped where I was walking. The window rolled down and I saw a beautiful woman beckon me towards her. The chauffeur stepped out and opened the door. Come in, I'll give you a ride. My mom always warned me about stranger danger, but she didn't say some of the strangers were gonna be that hot. So, despite my doubts, I hopped into the limo, and when we started moving, the woman handed me a card and shook my hand. I'm Lola. I represent Somi Records. I've been watching you for a while now. What? I'll keep it direct to the point. I heard a rumor that Whitney didn't write her own songs. I make it a point to investigate my rivals, and I found out you were the songwriter. Why didn't you say anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I loved her, I guess. I'll offer you a hundred grand as an upfront payment if you sign with us. I couldn't speak. I just nodded my head. I couldn't believe any of it was real. And yet, when I opened my bank account when she dropped me off at home, the money was all there. I had to pick my jaw off the ground when I saw how many zeros there were. I spent the better part of a year writing songs. I got myself a penthouse downtown, and I bought my family an apartment next to mine. Lola gave me a complete makeover, and they marketed me as a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. And then they released my first album. My debut single was an instant hit. I wrote that song about how Whitney used me and dumped me for fame. So many girls wrote me emails and slid into my DMs telling me my song broke their heart and that my voice made them fall in love. Actresses and models threw themselves at my feet. Women who didn't even know my last name asked me to marry them. I was invited to award shows and TV programs. I went to red carpets and galas, and on my arm would always be Lola, the beautiful girl who changed my life.
My album was nominated for an award, and that night a designer came to me personally and fitted a suit for me. Italian brands fought each other for the chance to make me wear their shoes and belts. And when I got off the limo to go to the red carpet, a hundred flashbulbs lit up and innumerable paparazzi yelled out my name. There were girls lining up the street chanting my name. I knew that I'd made it. A familiar voice called out my name, and I turned around. It was Whitney. You! Get out of my shot! The paparazzi are taking pictures of me! Go back to whatever limo you're driving and stop standing in the middle of the carpet! I could tell she no longer recognized me, so I just gave her a small bow and walked into the theater. Later that night, as the ceremony went on, a security guard approached the table next to us where Whitney sat. It turned out she'd gatecrashed the ceremony as she wasn't even invited. But Whitney loudly protested and made things awkward. She even told the guard she would have him fired, and so the guard let her be. I won the award for Best Album that night, and I made a speech that shocked everyone. I would like to thank a very special lady here tonight. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had the inspiration for this hit song. I believe some of you would love to know who the song is about. Well, you all know her. It's none other than Whitney. Whitney stood up and began to make her way to the door, not wanting any part of the drama she caused. But before she could escape, the spotlight found her. And just then, her phone rang. And then 20 different notifications. Everyone else's phones began to beep. And I looked at mine. The reviews for Whitney's new album had dropped. It was the first one where she wrote all the songs. And the critics trashed it. News articles about it kept popping up and her horrible songs were trending on Twitter. She ran out of there humiliated, and Hollywood never saw her again. It was many years later, while I was waiting for our limo to arrive as I carried my son, that someone tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around to find Whitney. I hardly even recognized her. She was wearing tattered clothes and had dark circles under her eyes. Oh my god, how could you hide our baby from me all this time? She said it loud enough so that everyone on the street could hear. And when people recognized both of us, they started whispering, I need money. You have to pay me for taking our baby. But before she could go further, the limo door opened and my wife stepped out. Child, I don't know what fantasy world you live in, but that is my baby. I know, because I was there the day it happened. She took out a photo of us and our newborn baby and showed it to anyone who could see. Now, whatever scheme you're trying to pull, it won't work. Now go back to your sad, unremarkable life. Lola pulled me into the limo, but before we drove away, I rolled down the windows and smiled at Whitney. If you didn't lie so much, maybe things would have turned out differently for you. And with that, I kissed my beloved wife and our limo pulled away, leaving my ex-girlfriend speechless on the sidewalk. Once upon a time, there lived a boy raised by a horrible, terrible mother who only knew how to make him feel like he didn't deserve anything in the world. That boy grew up to live a life filled with suffering which led him to a path of destruction. But there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Hi everyone, my name's Axel. My parents fought a lot. Every day, multiple times a day. It was like being in the middle of a war zone, only the weapons they use are words. My earliest memory was of hearing my mom shouting at my dad for not being able to afford to buy her a diamond necklace like her friend Sarah's husband. Sarah lived two houses down the street, and Mom and her would spend afternoons trying to outdo each other. They acted like they were friends, 
but really, they were fierce rivals who always tried to outdo each other. My dad tried. He tried to be calm around her, tried to be nice and give her everything. But one day, Mom hit Dad with her fist when he found out she was cheating, and he left without another word. I was ten when Dad left. Apparently, Mom started cheating on him ages ago with Sarah's husband, and she was stealing from the family business. Well, the day my dad left, the family business left with him, and Mom didn't like that one bit. She took that anger out on me. Sometimes she'd starve me on purpose, or she'd leave the house only returning weeks later. I had to fend for myself early. Boyfriend after boyfriend came and went so quickly into our house that Mom should have just had a revolving door installed. My favorite was Tim. At least he let me keep the change whenever he'd asked me to buy him his drinks at the corner shop. And he didn't push me around like the others. Him and Mom lasted about a month. I grew up with zero self-esteem. Mom always made me feel like I was worthless. If you hadn't been born, your dad would still be here. Now look at us. We're poorer than rats. I was over her crap that week. I was already so tired from doing all the house chores and cooking her every meal that I finally snapped. Dad's gone because of you! You klepto, cheating, gold-digging slap! Mom left a stinging sensation across my cheek, and when she saw that I was trying my best not to show that I was about to cry, she decked me in the gut and I fell to the floor. She threw me out of the house that day. I didn't have anything but the clothes I was wearing on my back. I was lucky that my best friend Cole's mom was chill and took pity on me. I even joked about wanting to get adopted by a hot mom like her to Cole, and he immediately gave me a quick kick in the knee. It was around that time that I met Haley. I was depressed. I had no home, and I was wondering how I could ever make something of myself in the world without a family. But then I met her. And when I met Haley, my dark world suddenly became bright. I woke up every day like it was the best day ever. And whenever she smiled at me, I felt like I could do anything. Thing is, I had no business jumping into relationships. Especially not before dealing with what I got going on. Oh, I was horrible at it. The only people I could model from was my parents. And I thought that was what love looked like. I was... Basically a simp. I did everything Haley asked. I gave her whatever she wanted. And when I couldn't give it to her, I felt bad and made myself feel bad. I thought I would never become like my parents. But I unconsciously did anyway. Haley and I fought every day. When we graduated, she spit on my face and broke up with me in front of our classmates. I am so glad I'm moving to Colorado for college. Now this can finally be over. By the way, I only used you so I could copy off of you during exams. You'll never be worthy of me. Or any girl. You'll never be anything. I cried a lot. I'm not ashamed to say it. But Cole and his mom were there for me. But eventually I moved out of there. They told me I was welcome to stay, but I just felt bad just taking from them and never being able to give back anything. So I took my chances and went to Hollywood. Now, I wasn't bad-looking, and I was quite tall, so I thought I'd do some modeling. I got a job as a waiter and went to a few auditions. 
Honestly, I landed my first break out of pure luck. I was just walking to get some milk when some random lady stopped me and handed me her card. That very next day, I was called in to shoot a commercial. I went to Hollywood to try some runaway modeling. It turned out, I was pretty good at acting. So after my first commercial, that same lady who found me became my manager and she helped me book TV gigs. Nothing special, I would usually just be someone in the background. But then, one day one of the actors got sick and they needed a replacement. I immediately volunteered. The director was already frustrated, so he just waved yes. And that was the beginning of an awesome career. I did hit TV shows, movies with the best of the best, and soon enough, I was able to give back to Cole and his mom. I bought them a much nicer house, and I always send them tickets to any of my shows and red carpets. But then, years later, tragedy struck. I was in the middle of giving a press conference for having received my very first award when I got the call that Cole had passed away. He had a heart attack, and he was so young. I couldn't eat or sleep for days. I flew home and helped Cole's mom get through it. But when I flew back, I felt like I couldn't deal with it myself. I was just going through the motions, smiling for the cameras, waving to people. But inside, I felt dead. Until I saw Violet. She was crying, waving her hand so desperately at me, wanting me to sign her autograph. And you know what? When I saw her, it was like the sun was shining on me. The world stopped. I never felt like that in a very long time, so I invited her back to my hotel, and we fell in love with each other instantly. Violet was probably the most beautiful girl in the world, and the world agreed. We were the cover story of every tabloid and entertainment magazine for weeks. They were all talking about our mysterious whirlwind romance. Violet was there for me. She helped me get through my grief, and she made the world a happy place again. I spent every free moment I had with her. I visited her family, and I even became pretty good friends with her sister who turned out was obsessed with the same video game as I was. We bonded a lot through that. While Violet was out shopping with my bodyguard, Kelly and I would spend hours just playing on the PlayStation. I felt happy. I found somewhere I belonged again. With Violet as the woman of my dreams, and Kelly as the sister I never had. The only problem was... Maybe Violet was too beautiful? Or, as Kelly put it, too much of a flirt. Every job I had, as soon as they saw what my girlfriend looked like, the director would fire me. And then they'd try to take Violet out. A couple of them even offered her jobs, giving her roles in their movies just so she'd go on dates with them. And I... I felt powerless. She said if I loved her, I would let her do what she wants. She said if I loved her that I would be happy for her, that I'd be happy that she was getting her own break. I know it was wrong, but I let her bully me into believing that she just wanted what I had, and that she was not, in fact, using me to get her own fame. I loved her so much that I let her walk all over me. One day, she tried to end my career. She called me before I saw the news, telling me that she only did it so that there'd be a buzz around us and her new movie would sell lots of tickets. But when I saw what she had said about me, I couldn't believe my eyes. In minutes, there were dozens of paparazzi outside my door. I couldn't even go out and get my postmate. 
Kelly had to literally muscle her way through a bunch of reporters and deliver my food through the back. The next day, the police came and arrested me. I got bailed out, of course, but my career was over. The movies I was working on dropped me. I was blacklisted from clubs and received every hate mail imaginable. Everywhere I went, people asked me the same question. Axel! Axel, over here! Why did you hit her, Axel? I did not hit her! I did not! Yeah, Violet told everyone I hit her. Sure, we fought a lot. Mainly because I would get jealous when I saw her sitting on some gross producer's lap. But I never, ever laid a hand on her. That's what I told the judge during the trial. Not a lot of people believed me. Not even my own lawyer. But then, one day, a miracle happened. The people I loved stood up for me. As Violet was telling an elaborate lie about the night I supposedly hit her, my camp called out a witness they were never expecting. Violet's sister. Kelly defied her own sister and told everyone the truth. That, in fact, it was Violet who was always hitting me. That the same night she had given me a black eye just because I told her that I didn't want to be with her anymore if she would keep going out with directors and producers. Kelly told everyone how she witnessed Violet on multiple occasions punching me in the gut when her temper rose up. And then, several other witnesses said the same thing. There were even a couple of producers that Violet had cheated on me with who took to the stand. They all said the same thing. The Violet had, on multiple occasions, beat them up. I won that trial. And finally, my name was clean again. People who accused me apologized. And Violet was sent to jail for what she did. Now, her career is over and mine is back on track. And what's more is that I realized there was one person who truly loved me the way love is supposed to be like. And I kicked myself for not seeing it sooner. Kelly. Her sister. I took it slow with her. And eventually, I proposed. Now we live a happy life. Three kids and counting. Ever since I was in high school, I wanted to start my own business. The idea of becoming the boss of my own company and managing a group of employees under me really fascinated me. When I told this to my dad, he looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Ethan, just focus on your studies and find a proper job. You already know that we can't afford to invest in some risky business. He shook his head. It's already hard enough to pay for your school. I never asked you to invest, Dad, I told him. I've done some research, and I think I can take out a loan, and... You'll do no such thing, Dad suddenly interrupted me. We're already under a huge debt. Don't make things worse. That was the end of the conversation. It was clear that my family wasn't going to support me in my decision. So, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I only had a meager amount of savings with me, which I used to rent a small room in a shady part of the city. And obviously, I didn't have money for college, so that was out of the question. But I wasn't going to give up on my dream. I spent about two weeks in my cramped room, forming a business plan and presentation. I was confident about my ideas. Now, I just had to impress the bank manager and take out a loan to get started. I was stopped at the entrance of the bank by the security guard. He measured me from head to toe, narrowing his eyes at my clothes. This isn't a place for homeless people. Eh, go back, he sneered. I excuse me? I glared at him. Is that how you talk to your customers? I'm here for some work. 
he blocked my way and started arguing with me. Just then, a man wearing a crisp black suit stepped out of the bank. My eyes fell on his ID card. He was the bank manager, Daniel! What's going on? What's all this ruckus? Daniel frowned and then took in my appearance. What's with those filthy clothes? Who allowed you to come here? I was shocked at his tone. Um, I'm sorry, but how does my coming here relate to my clothes? I'm just a regular customer of this bank, and I wanted to take out a loan for my business. I made a detailed proposal and wanted to discuss it with you. Daniel started laughing. <laughs> Are you serious? Customer of this bank? I bet you don't even have a single penny in your account. That was true, but he didn't have to humiliate me for it. Who the heck made this rude guy the bank manager? He snatched the papers containing the business details from my hand and tossed them in the dustbin. I froze in my spot, unable to form words. Stop wasting my time, he yawned. This bank is no place for illiterates like you. The security guard started dragging me away from the entrance. My body was trembling with rage. You're going to regret this, I yelled at Daniel. I'll come back again and get you kicked out of here. Then we'll see who's the real illiterate one here. He just rolled his eyes. Yeah, 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 keep dreaming. I got back home and fell into despair. What happened at the bank was something I could never have anticipated. That guy not only insulted me, but also belittled my dreams. I was feeling hopeless and defeated. When my doorbell suddenly rang. That was weird. I never get visitors. I opened to find two women standing in front of me. Um, hi, I'm Jessica, Daniel's wife, and this is my daughter, Bella. The older lady introduced while pointing toward her daughter. I crossed my arms across my chest. What? Did Daniel send you to ridicule me further? Go ahead and make fun of my living conditions. I want to see what you come up with. Oh, no. Please don't lump me together with that loser. Bella made a face. I'm already ashamed to be related to him. Huh? Was she being serious? We saw everything that happened at the bank, Jessica said sadly. I'm really sorry about Daniel. I must have been really out of my mind when I fell in love with that man. Seriously, Mom? Bella sighed, touching my arm. You should have chosen someone like Ethan. He's so cool and composed, not to mention insanely smart. Jessica smiled. Well, I can always choose him now. My eyes widened. Uh, just what was going on? Both of them started laughing when they saw how puzzled I was. Sorry to confuse you. I was talking about your business proposal. Jessica waved some papers in front of me. Bella and I picked it out from the trash, and it was definitely worth it. This is a genius plan. We're interested in investing. My jaw dropped. Uh, wait, what? You mean you want to fund my startup? Yes, Ethan. Bella nodded, coming closer to me. We really like your ideas. And I think it's going to be successful. If funding is the problem, then leave it to us. Could this day get any more bizarre? First, I was kicked out by the bank manager. 
and now his wife and daughter wanted to help me? Well, I wasn't complaining. It's not like I had anything to lose, so I thanked them and agreed to their suggestion. And within the next few days, I had my own office in front of the very same bank that had refused my entry. Bella and Jessica may have helped me with it, but I was still very careful not to waste a single penny. My lifestyle hadn't changed. I was surviving on instant noodles and wearing rag-like clothes. Any and every profit that I made from my business was reinvested back into it. Of course, my work didn't go unnoticed by Daniel. Him and his stupid colleagues were obsessed with me. Yeah, obsessed is the right word for it. They couldn't just leave me alone. They made it a point to stop by my office every day and make sarcastic comments in front of my clients and customers. Thankfully for me, my clients had brains and didn't pay attention to them. One day, they played a really humiliating prank on me. I came to my office and was bathed with dirty sewage water as soon as I opened the door. I heard loud laughter and looked up to find Daniel and his friends watching me and clicking pictures on their phone. Would you look at that? Is that a new trend among homeless people these days? Daniel sneered. <laughs> your childishness makes me believe that you're back in 8th grade, Daniel. I smirked. Make sure you take your lessons properly this time. Don't want you growing into an illiterate and immature adult again. Daniel fisted his hands, looking embarrassed as his colleagues snickered at him. But how dare you? Do you think you can... Tad, stop this nonsense! Bella came rushing to my side and gasped when she saw my state. Bella? Uh, what are you doing here? Daniel asked in surprise. I'm here to see Ethan, she replied angrily. I can't believe I just witnessed you pulling pranks on a guy who's like half your age. Are you really that insecure? Uh, 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 what? Daniel's eyes flashed. How can you take his side? I'm your dad! I wish you weren't, Bella yelled at him, and I felt sorry for her. I glanced around and noticed Jessica standing in a corner and watching everything silently. She seemed to be equally mad, but her eyes were glued onto Bella's hand that was holding mine. Why did she seem... jealous? Maybe I was just imagining things. I see now! You've been using my daughter's kindness for this crappy business of yours! Daniel glared at me. No matter what you do, you'll never be worthy of her! Don't even get any funny ideas in your head! Shut up! You have no right to say that! Bella intervened. Daniel just huffed and walked away, his minions following after him. Bella turned to me with sad eyes. I'm so sorry, Ethan. You don't deserve to be treated this way. It's fine. It's not your fault anyway. You've already done a lot for me, and I'm really grateful. I can't wait until the day I can pay you back. Bella opened her mouth to protest, but was interrupted by Jessica, who came and just hugged me without warning. Whoa! I'm really dirty right now! I exclaimed. I don't care! Let me just have this moment, Ethan! Jessica sobbed. I'm feeling so ashamed on my husband's behalf! Bella pulled her away from me. Mom, are you crazy? Go and talk to your husband if you're that concerned. Leave Ethan alone. Jessica frowned. You're still a kid, Bella. Stay out of this. I watched the two of them in shock as they argued back and forth. Why did it feel like they were competing over me? 
Whatever. Jessica turned away from Bella and handed me a business card. This is the bank director's contact. He's a really good man. You should talk to him. After she left, Bella grabbed my hand. Ethan? I'm not as influential as my mom, and I can't do much to help you. But I really like you. Will you go out with me? I'd understand if you want to say no. Why would I say no, silly? I smiled and shook my head. I like you too, Bella. And no, it's not because you're helping me or because you're rich. I like you as a person. It'd be a pleasure to date you. That's how Bella and I started dating. Jessica didn't seem very pleased with this and tried to always cause a rift between us. But I ignored her and focused on my business, which had really taken off within a matter of weeks. I was now rich enough to live in a bungalow, wear branded clothes, and drive a Lambo. People were queuing up in front of my workspace for job interviews. The same bank employees who used to mock me were now jealously eyeing my Lambo. Some even applied for a job in my company, but of course I had no use for jerks like them. Now there was only one thing left to do. Meeting the bank director with a very special business proposal, I entered the bank, only to come face to face with Daniel again. Who lets you in? You won't get any loan from this bank! He shrieked. Security! Throw him out! I'm here to meet the director, I said calmly. This world doesn't revolve around you. Get out of my way. But he didn't listen. Once again, the security guard dragged me out. My employees were enraged to see this and started a massive protest rally right outside the bank. Daniel's face went pale. I bet he wasn't expecting this. The media arrived to cover the protest, and moments later, the director arrived too. He immediately walked up to me and escorted me inside. Daniel was sweating buckets at this point. My meeting with the director was not about getting a loan, but rather, I wanted a stake in the bank. Everything went smoothly, and I was able to sign the deal. Everyone was summoned inside, and the director announced me as the majority shareholder. And so the power to take decisions is with Mr. Ethan, he told everyone. And I almost laughed out loud when I saw Daniel's face. He knew he was doomed. This bank will now work on providing loans to young entrepreneurs. And we want employees who recognize talent. And you? I pointed at Daniel. You're fired. And so are your minions. What? You can't do this! He protested. He can, and he did, Bella said, coming to my side and flaunting her engagement ring to the crowd. What do you think now, Dad? Isn't he very worthy of me? She let out a sarcastic smile. Daniel was speechless. Just then, there was a loud shriek and Jessica emerged from the crowd, looking frustrated and angry. And I'm leaving you, you sorry excuse of a human! She tossed the divorce papers at his face. I couldn't help but recall the day I had first met him. I told him he'd regret it. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 